GB's here of Into the Squared Circle Podcast. Welcome, of course, like each and every week. Hey, if you're a new listener, hit the subscribe button. What are you waiting for? If you're listening to this very own podcast on Apple iTunes, give me a five-star review. Hit the subscribe button. Super kick this son of a bitch. And of course, if you're listening to another way like Spotify or iHeartRadio or Google Podcasts, and if they do have a, a review or star rating, feel free to drop it right there, my friends. Let me know what you think. Hit the subscribe button. And if you're a daily listener, thank you very much for tuning in on this podcast, which is into the squared circle. By the way, available on five social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram. Stay on top of what I'm doing. That's where I hide at. Send me a DM, comment in the comment section. Let me know your thoughts on anything in the world pro wrestling, right? By the way, this episode, yeah, it's the week of the main events. So instead of making a, a two-hour or hour-long podcast and go on and on and on, you know what? Let's keep it short this week. Let's talk about the Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns confrontation this past Monday at Raw. And then we'll talk about the Kenny Omega versus El Hijo. El Vikingo. Hope I'm saying his name wrong. All right. Whatever the hell it is. That was a hell of a main event. It was a thriller, action-packed, slobber knocker style main event. But before I continue on, before I continue on, uh, a very interesting news. I don't want to say it's news, but it got people off guard as of what today is. Today is Thursday, March 23rd, and uh, CM Punk put up a Instagram paragraph, and we'll get to it shortly. Uh, he spilled the beans. Now, what did he actually say on his Instagram post, which is now deleted? Uh, a lot of people think this is a work. A lot of people think this is Punk getting a little irritated with Tony Khan. We'll get to it very shortly. But nonetheless, on this program alone, uh, the last episode, which just went up live, I had a one-on-one interview with Shogun Chris Logan, one of the hottest independent stars in the Midwest, a veteran, uh, one of the greats in the industry, uh, especially in the Midwest and the Chicagoland area. So thank you to RPW, Rocket Pro Wrestling. Shout out to them. And I keep forgetting the past two episodes. I keep forgetting. I, I got to put a note down for the next episode. The next interviewee, uh, tag team, of course. So it's not a solo interview. I have a tag team interview. That's going to be next. Uh, next week to be exact. But I want to give a quick shout out. I keep forgetting all the time. Uh, make sure you give a shout out. Make sure you give a shout out. Uh, the photos, the interview photos, which can be seen on my very own Facebook page, Into the Squared Circle podcast. Yeah, those photos were taken by Take Action Photography. Um, Again, I'm going to say it again. Take Action Photography. Uh, the, the lovely lady that took the photo, she is awesome. Her photos look great. And she does. She takes great photos of independent shows, I've, I've had a guess, in the Chicagoland area and the Midwest. And they're great. Uh, if I can get their website here, uh, let's see if I get a website from Take Action Photography here. Uh, she has a Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Those are the places you can find her, of course. And 
take action photography on smug mug s-m-u-g m-u-g and she got some photos on there uh really great photos and i tell you what i gotta say thank you take action photography and the lovely lady hold the camera taking photos of the interviews uh just phenomenal absolutely phenomenal again you can follow it on my social media platform into the squared circle podcast which is on my facebook page uh but yeah I figure i plug it in now because i know i'm going to forget what the next interview tag team interview to be exact for the next episode which tag team will i interview well stay tuned that's next week also next week it is wrestlemania week that's right the go home edition of raw the go-home edition of SmackDown. And we'll combine them both into one podcast. We'll talk about it. And then I will have my WrestleMania Night 1 and WrestleMania Night 2 predictions. I will have that. Also, there's other wrestling programs like the Impact Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling Multiverse shows going down and Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. So two shows going on prior to WrestleMania. I will have my predictions on those as well. Plus, AEW Dynamite. Uh, Wednesday the 29th, also AEW All Access, which is going to debut the new show after Dynamite, so we'll talk about that as well. So, very busy week on this podcast channel, but as I mentioned, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode each and every week, and follow like my social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Okay, I think I got everything covered. What do you think? Well, my question is to you, how are you? Hope you had an awesome week. Hope you tackle another kick-ass week of work. And we're cruising into the weekend, unless you have to work on the weekend. Cheers to you, my friends. Cheers to you. Okay, let's talk about CM Punk. Uh, apparently, this news was broken as of today, March 23rd, the Thursday, as I'm recording this podcast, of course. CM Punk, he posted a paragraph, like a full-on paragraph on his Instagram story. Eventually, I got deleted. Not tweeted, it got deleted. And man, it is hitting the news sites like fire. Like it is spreading like quick. So what did CM Punk actually put on his Instagram story? Now I am a follower of CM Punk on Instagram. Apparently I missed it and he deleted it really fast. Well, apparently someone screenshot it. I have it right here. It's a very long paragraph, so Stick with me here, folks. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's read this long ass paragraph. And I quote, sigh. I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet. Then plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. I sat and listened to John Moxley. Rocky three ideas. Now I'm gonna stop right there, unquote. Apparently, Moxley want to go hard on CM Punk. Uh, uh my assumption before the all-out pay-per-view. Let me continue on on this paragraph. And I quote, I explain how they never seen a Rocky movie, and I thought the idea sucked. <laughs> but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just left. I asked Tony Khan if there was what he wanted. He said, yes, he's the boss. So I said, okay, but I need to be cleared first, unquote. So let's stop right there. So apparently, John Moxley wants to go hard on CM Punk prior to the pay-per-view. Now, I remember, at that time, John Moxley was the champion. Yeah, he was the champion. And he wants to squash CM Punk prior to the pay-per-view, Rocky Three style. 
And that's why Punk wasn't at 100% at health. Uh, let's continue on on this paragraph. And I quote, They kept saying it could just be a squash. So I didn't need to be clear. I scoffed at this. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my health ever again unquote okay so what you think about this whole paragraph and as i mentioned about the very end of this paragraph here as i read this uh, apparently he doesn't want to get squashed for once from john moxley of all people okay the guy wasn't cleared 100 percent, and he thought it was just a joke she said just just get his ass beat by john moxley before the pay-per-view now obviously he called out dave Meltzer from the wrestling exerber calling him a liar <laughs> and uh come on a lot of people are calling out Dave Meltzer. You can go on YouTube and Eric Bischoff is calling, all right, calling Meltzer out left and right. And a lot of people are coming after Meltzer in his BS lies. And these are coming from wrestlers, okay? Now, yes, I do read The Observer. Now, the wrestling observer, I guess you can say it's equivalent to the New York Times or the Chicago Times, your local newspaper, you wake up in the morning, see what the hell's going on in the pro wrestling landscape, throw all the promotions. Yeah, of course I read it daily. But some of the reports I read are sometimes a little BS. So there's that. Um, obviously, Dave Meltzer has been reporting on his newsletter the past couple days, stating that Punk wants to come back. Well, apparently Punk released this paragraph stating that he's a liar. And not only Meltzer's a liar, but Jericho is a liar and a stooge. And come on, Jericho, is that a shocker to you? Again, everybody has their own opinions, their own eyes. Come on, man, you can see it. You can see it between the lines with Jericho. I love Jericho, a legend in the business. But come on, you can smell the BS, the ass kissing behind the scenes. Come on. An average Joe off the street knows this guy's uh, an ass kisser, okay? It's, it's that simple. Uh, we'll do anything to get his way. And look, I've been watching AEW since the very start, since the very beginning. And some of the Jericho segments are rotten. My personal opinion, some are bad. And letting Jericho off the handcuffs, unlike when he was handcuffed in the WWE, at least Vince will tell him, no, that's a bad idea. But since now, his handcuffs are off, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Now, of course, Tony Khan's going to sit there and allow it happen. He is Chris Jericho, been in the business for over 30 plus years. So, of course, Tony Khan's going to sit down and say, great idea. Go ahead and go out there and have a fiesta taco party and drink a little bit of the mimosa and have a great time. Everybody will love it. That's a great idea. But as I mentioned, if he was in the, the WWE land, Vince or Triple H would be like, nah, nah, I, I don't work that way. How about let's do something else? Let's make a storyline between the bloodline or something, right? So there's a big difference between creative freedom and being strict behind the scenes like the WWE. So, but going off topic here. CM Punk, again, I assume he is being truthful. He's throwing this post out very quick. Hope you see this very quick because I'm deleting it before it becomes issues. Maybe there are real legal reasonings behind the scenes that neither sides can't talk about. That sometimes the public need to know really quickly uh, before more BS lies get released. Like, like Dave Meltzer reported a day or two ago 
stating that Punk wants to come back to AEW. Well, apparently this post make it seem like he's nowhere close coming back. And he is on the edge with Tony Khan, who's seemed like he's a little frustrated with him. So a very interesting uh, development coming out of the CM Punk camp. Again, there's people believe this is a work. People think this is related to the storyline that went down this past Wednesday on Dynamite between the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Maybe. And we will talk about the main event of Dynamite shortly but i will play a clip on the beginning the opening segment of all elite wrestling dynamite this past wednesday on tbs there was something on there that kind of pointed out like an easter egg got me scratching my head as well and i i came across this on social media I gotta find the 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 credit who came up with this and they get the credit for it but it came across it i'm like hmm interesting but we'll talk about that shortly so that's what's going on in the cm punk world but if anything do happen within the next couple days stay tuned on this podcast and i'll try to get it out for you guys all right okay let's talk about monday night raw this past monday night instead of talking about the whole damn three-hour show let's talk about the main event of monday night raw did you watch it May I ask? If you didn't, I will play the clip right here on this podcast. So let me know what you think. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Before I get to the clip, uh, Hall of Fame. So as I mentioned last time, Ray Mysterio, first inductee to the Hall of Fame. The Great Buddha, the second inductee to the Hall of Fame. And then the third one, Andy Kaufman. And if you saw my post on my social media into the Squared Circle podcast on Instagram, and Facebook, I said about time. Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. If you haven't seen this feud, stop this podcast right now and go watch it. Or if you're short on time, uh, there's a, obviously a documentary made on it on a little TV show called A Tales from the Territories on Vice TV. I love that show. The same people who made Dark Side of the Ring, which is a phenomenal documentary on Vice TV. But on Tales of the Territories documentary, they did a whole episode dedicated to Jerry the King Lawler and Andy Kaufman, which is hands down one of the greatest storylines in wrestling history. And that what makes this feud so special. Uh, not only it was Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman, but look. This was based in the territory days where wrestling was the real deal. And what I mean by that, like, People believed everything, which that's what I love about the 80s, 70s, and 60s pro wrestling. Like, this was the legit stuff. And people believed Andy Kaufman, again, a guy who was an actor on television, decided to dip into the pro wrestling world and show the world how tough pro wrestling was and it still is today. And he protected the business in the 80s when he faced Jerry Lawler and that phenomenal feud which sold out the Coliseums every time both men were advertised, which was just phenomenal. And my favorite part in that feud, which was when Lawler obviously took out Andy Kaufman, and Andy, Andy Kaufman stayed in the local hospitals for days. And he never broke character, even to the real doctors, to the real nurses, in the hospital, of course, and didn't break kayfabe, which is awesome. Nowadays, and I hate to say this, but if there was a five-on-one gang warfare beat down in the ring that victim will obviously be laying in the ring beaten up uh merciless and then the next thing you know 
maybe they'll come across this person after the show walking to Denny's or walking to their car, walking in a straight line like nothing happened. It's just like, or they're on Twitch or Twitter or playing some stupid game the next day. Come on. You were on national TV in front of billions and millions of people. Okay, I'm going a little too far here. Uh, uh, let's stick with millions. Millions of people on national television, thousands of fans in attendance in the arena, getting your ass beat, you're selling like you got your ass stopped by five guys, and then after the show, you're walking in a straight line, and all right, man, I'm going to sign to get myself a cheeseburger. Yeah, man, you know, it's just like, come on. If you got your ass beat, treat it like you got your ass beat. Walk out to the parking lot limping in a cask, rolling out to your, your rental car in a wheelchair. Treat it like you got your ass beat like you did in real life. Come on, if you got your ass jumped in the alley in real life, yeah, you'll be injured. You'll be limping the next day. You'll be hurting. You will have a black eye. You know what I'm saying? So that 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 what makes the 80s so special during the territory days when it came to those kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm happy to see Andy Kaufman be inducted. And uh, most likely we'll get Jerry Lawler inducting him in the Hall of Fame. How about that? All right, so there's my rant on this podcast. All right, let's move on forward to Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about the ratings on Monday Night Raw. This past Monday had a .77 million viewers. It drew a .55 rating in the 18 to 49. It drew a .37 in the 18 to 30. All right, so instead of Monday Night Raw having a match for the main event, we had a talking piece of a main event between the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. And that was a great, great promo between both men. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the clip, listen to it, digest it if you haven't heard it yet. Or if you did watch it, listen to it again. Then we'll talk about it after I play the clip right now. And you come in here and you say all these things that you're going to do when we know you're not going to do them because look at your track record. Let's look at it. You didn't want to do the Stardust thing, so what happened? You ran away. And what happened? You ran away, you started a company and a promotion that you couldn't get over in. And then you ran away. And then you came here, and you actually, yeah, exactly. And he got over, and his body quit on him as your little peck went pop. You're not cut out for this. You keep talking about finishing the story. April 2nd, I'm going to finish the story. No, you're not. April 2nd is just a moment. It's an opportunity. It's like a lotto ticket for you. Your real moment is on April 3rd. Because when you wake up, you're going to have to look in the mirror. And then you're going to have to confront that adversity again. Not like you used to, because when you look in the mirror, I want you to make a choice, and I want that choice to be something that your dad could be proud of. Otherwise, you're just going to do what you always do and run like a little bitch. Okay. Okay. Run. Run away. 
So for those out here, these, these little nightmares, if you've got the weight belt, if, uh, if you're somebody who likes the undesirable to undeniable tale, you have to know that what Roman's saying right now is true. I did run away. Business broke my heart, I met adversity, and I ran away. I don't hear a lot of people complaining though because what I did while I ran away made it so that 100% of every locker room can make a lot more money. So I'm not really worried about it. In addition to that, you're talking to you calling me what we, what our fathers were, a wrestler? Man, I tried. I started here at 20 years old. WWE born and bred, I wanted to be a superstar. Sometimes I still want to be a superstar, but maybe that's the truth. Maybe inside I am. Just a runaway, violent, like the taste of blood in my mouth, professional wrestler. And I'll tell you what, and we'll make it clear right here and right now. Nobody needs to bring up my father one more time because if I hear it again, I'm absolutely gonna vomit. He's not coming to this ring to hit a bionic elbow. My brother works elsewhere. The only thing that you're gonna see at WrestleMania is me. Anyone wanna talk about family? You wanna talk about family? Here, I'll bring up someone you don't know. My mean ass Cuban mother, who in this moment, you know what she would tell me? She would say, knock that boy out. And while he's laying there, hit him again for good measure. Tell everybody all this truth about April 3rd and what it means for me. Let's talk about what it could mean for you. What it will mean for you. April 3rd. Tribal Chief, you've got to wake up and remember what it's like to lose. You've got to wake up without these titles that mean the most in our world. And when that happens, Here's what else happens. Jay is gonna leave you. And then Jimmy will leave you too. So no Usos, guess what happens then? Solo, who you've been glaring at me all night. Let me tell you something that I had to find out when I was a second generation flanked by the champion. You think you're ready, you're not ready. Solo leaves you too. And when Solo leaves you, this man, well, he becomes an advocate again. So there you'll be, a man without a family, a Roman, with no more reigns, a chief without a tribe. It's like I said, I knew you weren't ready.
Don't stop the Samoan spike. Okay, so what do you think about this war of words between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns? Do you give it a two thumbs up or do you give it a two thumbs down? Let me know what you think. Into the Squared Circle Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram. Let me know what you think. I thought it was an excellent promo between both men. I love where Roman Reigns told Cody Rhodes, look, you ran away from Stardust. You ran away from the WWE the first time. You went to create a new promotion, as he referenced AEW. You couldn't get over with the fans over there, so you ran from that company. You came back from the WWE, became a major star. The fans are loving you, and of course, you tore your peck, and you failed Again. Well, Cody Rhodes counter back with a, you know what? Once they beat you at WrestleMania, you're not going to have the Usos with you when you lose your titles. Solo Sokoa is not going to be here when you lose those titles. And especially Paul Heyman, who's going to be an advocate once you leave your ass as well. And Roman Reigns was silent. He shut him up really quick and Roman Reigns walked out. Mike dropped and walked out the ring. So Cody Rhodes playing a little bit of the mind games on Roman Reigns here, folks. Man, I can't wait for this match. A big-time main event match between Cody Rhodes and the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a classic match. It's going to be a hell of a match. I'll tell you that for sure. As I mentioned, thumbs up or thumbs down on the main event of Monday Night Raw. Okay, let's talk about AEW Dynamite. This past Wednesday on TBS, which averaged 954,000 viewers, up 12% from the previous week. It's the best audience total for the show since February 22nd. In the 18 to 49 demo, Dynamite ranked fourth on the cable charts with a point thirty-three ratings. Okay, so there's your ratings update from AEW Dynamite. Some of the things that popped up in Dynamite this past Wednesday. Adam Cole is going to face Daniel Garcia next week, Wednesday, March 29th edition of Dynamite. So that will be Adam Cole's first match. Also, FTR will challenge the Gun Club. Austin and Colton, who are the current AEW World Tag Team Champions in the near future. Now, the stipulation is if FTR lose, they will leave AEW forever. They will quit the company. Now, of course, if they defeat the, the Gun Club, they will become the AEW new World Tag Team Champions. So high stakes, high rewards for FTR. Okay, so let's talk about the main event. But before we talk about it, as I mentioned at the top of the show, there was a opening segment of AEW Dynamite. It was a little bit different. Well, apparently the Young Bucks were tacked backstage by an unknown person. When AEW went live, beginning of the show, we see the EMTs loading up the Young Bucks into the ambulance. Kenny Omega is like, look, I'm not going to wrestle tonight. I'm going to go to the hospital to stay with the Young Bucks. They got attacked by somebody. Don Callis, their manager, was like, no, 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 no. You got a main event tonight. Stick with that. You're not going anywhere. So what happened? Well, Hangman Adam Page decided to hop into the ambulance 
and went to the hospital with the Young Bucks, leaving Kenny Omega by himself representing the Elite in his match for the main event. So here's the clip of the opening segment of Dynamite. With Matt. Can okay, you make sure on. somebody goes with Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. All right, I'll call you right back, okay? Sorry. A, a disturbing scene to start us out here tonight on AEW Dynamite. We understand that Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, were attacked brutally, attacked before the show went on the air. There you see Nick Jackson. No, I should be going in Hey, Nick, What the hell happened? Well, Hangman Page opting to ride with Nick Jackson to the hospital. As you see, Kenny Omega. Omega, of course, has the big match, the international dream match with El Hijo del Vikingo coming up later on tonight. And I mean, a really. So, as I mentioned on top of the show here, there was a little piece in this segment that somebody online pointed it out. If you look at the production truck outside of the venue, you know the EEW trailers on the trucks has all the superstars on the trailer. Someone put a side-by-side -side image of the trailer uh, from a different venue on the left-hand side, and the right-hand side had the trailer, which was featured on television this past Wednesday on Dynamite during that opening segment. And CM Punk is featured middle of the trailer on this production truck between the Young Bucks and I think I believe it was Jade Cargill. Well, apparently during the, the segment this past Wednesday on Dynamite, they hid CM Punk's face with ladders, tables, chairs. Apparently, they covered his face on the production truck trailer but kept everybody else visible, which was very interesting on that. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but that was something that someone pointed out that they covered up CM Punk's face in the trailer. Okay, let's move on to the main event. Kenny Omega versus El Hijo del Vikingo. Now, Mr. Viking or Mr. A Viking Kingo or Vikingo, whatever the hell you say his name. Uh, this is my first time seeing him wrestle. And I got to say that this gentleman was just phenomenal. Now, depends on your wrestling tolerance, your style, your preference of style of wrestling you like. Not everybody likes the Young Bucks slash Kenny Omega style. And look, I'm a fan of Kenny Omega. Okay, I'll tell you that. But I am a fan of Cody Rhodes. I am a fan of Roman Reigns. I'm a fan of Randy Orton. But I'm also a fan of the Young Bucks and Top Floor. So you get what I'm saying? People are going to say, well, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, they're not pro wrestlers. And I get it. And a lot of people hate the word spot fest. Yeah, there's a lot of spots and the Young Buck matches and Kenny Omega style matches. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of flippy flops, a lot of fast pace, a lot of risk. And I tell you what, this match between both men on the main event, it definitely wowed me. Mr. Viking here, I'm going to call him that for now on. The moves he did in, the, in this match between Kenny Omega, it's mind-blowing. Some of the things I would never see in a pro wrestling ring. That's how phenomenal this kid is. Obviously, he's an import from AAA, Mexican promotion down in Mexico. So, of course, he has a luchador, fast-paced style wrestler, and it, there was a point, I mean, there was a couple points in the match where he did a, uh, uh, was like a 360 Hurricanrana on, on Kenny Omega, and Omega landed Temple on his head, which easily could have gone wrong. Uh, Mr. Viking here did like a 360 splash, uh, like a, I don't know what the hell you call it, 360 splash over the ropes 
through the table with Kenny Omega on it. And Mr. Viken almost had his head knocked out from the ring apron. That's how like tight and close and precision this guy is when it comes to his fast spinning moves, which is just phenomenal. Again, it, it, it's, it's mind-blowing, but also risky with this style of a match. But... I'm not going to complain about it because it was a great match. Now, the storytelling. Was it a storytelling match just like the Monday Night Raw between Cody and Roman? No, it just slapped together like a dream match. Now, there is a story attached to the very end of the match when the match was over. And let's talk about it. After I play the audio clip of the very end of this match. Holy cow. Now the escapes in this match by both men have been unbelievable. And you saw the look on Omega's face. He knows that he barely escaped that one, Tony. Here it is again. Look at B. Kingo going up and over, countering Omega, planting him high on the shoulders and neck. And the neck of Omega has been B. Kingo's target. Now. The 630 oh, sent oh. but he missed. He oh, missed it. You see how he bounced. Yeah, bad crash and burn deal. Boom. There's another crash. Omega, the knee came through unabated. And now he's got him up. Got him up. Whoa, winged angel. That's it. One, two. Up. Both men and Kenny Omega, take a deep breath. You are back in singles competition, my man. That was a match for the ages. Thank you, Tony. You know, the more time goes by, the more I wonder if I'm able to do this kind of stuff. But for you fans, what the hell? Oh, what? Oh, oh. Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, wow. Look at this, just attacking Omega now. I mean, we have to believe that they took out the Young Bucks. They're the ones responsible for hospitalizing Matt and Nick Jackson and now looking to do the same to Kenny they Omega. They on Grayson earlier after the match that Mox had with him, and now like you said, Kenny Omega after this amazing matchup, just getting worn out by these three members. The Blackpool Combat Club just, just running roughshod all over AEW. Look at this, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, John Moxley. I mean, this is kicking a man while he is down in the truest sense of the word after that incredible match with Vikingo. Now this three-on-one assault on Kenny Omega. All oh, the physicality that that match with Vikingo was, Omega to the point you're making, nowhere near 100. Oh, what, what the hell is The sound of sirens and... what's up to your point earlier, Excalibur. The Blackpool Combat Club. 
inflicting punishment on Kenny Omega, but Hangman Adam Page, remember these two men, they were tag team partners, they were tag team champions, Page and Omega. And then they became rivals. Has the fence been mended? Oh, well, Don Callis, maybe so. Whoa! Whoa. And look, Hangman. Don Callis just, just threw himself at the mat as Hangman. Yeah, you're right. He, he did. It looked like he threw himself at the mat. And now Kenny's looking at Don like, what the hell did Hangman do? But Don didn't do anything. And Hangman with that, that two by four with nails in it. And, oh, Kenny, that's not what this is not. As I mentioned, Kenny Omega beat Mr. Viking, and it was a great match. It got me out of my seat. I'm like, oh, man, Kenny Omega is going to lose it. No, he kicked out. Oh, Kenny Omega, this is it. This is his chance to lose the match. One, two, kick out. Man, it got me out of my feet. I thought Mr. Viking was going to defeat Kenny Omega multiple times, at least in my mind. But Kenny Omega defeated him, which, my personal opinion, I'd rather see... Adam Page, not Adam Page, hey, uh, Kenny Omega. I would like to see Kenny Omega lose to Mr. Viking. And it would make sense because you have this new kid who is just a phenomenal wrestler coming from Mexico. He proved to the world that he is a special, unique wrestler. And this whole anticipation dream match uh, met its expectation. And he proved the world that he, he can he can put on a hell of a match. And since he is a young kid coming from AAA, put this kid over. Why bury him and make him lose? If you're going to put a young upcoming star, uh, an unknown star, and, and if people got over with him and love him instantly after the match, put him over. Make him win. Will that hurt Kenny Omega? No. Will be a shocker, but no. It will not hurt him. Fans will still love Kenny Omega regardless after the match. After that match, how it went and how it played out, yeah, fans will still be happy because Kenny Omega put one of the best damn matches on free TV in front of the world. That's like Wrestle Kingdom style match between like Okada and and uh, Omega, Will Osprey versus Omega, which you see at the Tokyo Dome of New Japan. Come on, this is free television with a young upcoming. A uh, Mexican luchador star coming from AAA. This match was that great, but if I had the power to make changes on this on this match alone, I would have Kenny Omega lose in this match. Now, the rest of the clip you heard, which was the end result, okay? Kenny Omega won. Out comes the Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castanoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta. 
three men came down to the ring and started jumping John Moxley in the ring. Not John Moxley, jumping Kenny Omega. And next thing you know, it was a three-on-one beatdown on Kenny Omega with no help. Now, as I mentioned, the Young Bucks, they're at the hospital. Hangman Adam Page at the hospital. Who's going to come out and save Kenny Omega on a three-on-one beatdown? Well, apparently there was a camera backstage, and all you heard was... An ambulance siren, which you heard in this clip. And from here on now, I thought, I don't know, I didn't like it. I mean, I thought they could have done better to it, but you actually think Adam Hingman Page jacked the ambulance from the hospital, drove it to the hospital to the arena with a two by four wood with nails on you don't see that every day you just you just don't hop in an ambulance go to the hospital drive the ambulance back which you can pretty much go to jail for that and then have a two by four with nails in it and your passenger seat where you get that from you pick that up at home depot along the way i i don't know i'm not trying to criticize it but it just come on does that make sense i wasn't a big fan of this part but let's continue on here yeah adam hingman paid drove an ambulance apparently stole it from the hospital showed up to the arena got out with a two by four wood with nails on it came out to the ring chased out the blackpool combat club Okay. Now, Kenny Omega was unconscious. Again, he, a three-on-one beatdown. So he doesn't know what's going on in the ring. In comes Don Callis. And I guess Don Callis is right behind Adam Hangman Page. When Adam Page wasn't facing him. When he turned around, he thought it was one of the members of the Blackpool Combat Club. And he was ready to... Uh, strike that person but he found out it was don callis don callis like whoa 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 just me don't don't hit me with this plywood with nails on it and hangman page was like okay all right so adam hangman page turned around and watched the blackpool combat club made their way out of the ramp well, apparently kenny omega was slowly getting back up and starting to get awakened from getting his beat down and next thing you know don callis falls on the ground and plays like Adam Hingman Page pushed him. And Kenny Omega got up and turned around and saw that. So the first thing he saw when he got up from getting his ass beat was Don Callis on the floor pleading that he got hurt from Adam Hingman Page. And that's how Dynamite ended. Uh, apparently, Kenny Omega thinks Hingman Adam Page hurt Don Callis. Uh, pushing both men, uh, relationship a little farther away instead of closer. So, yeah, a great match. I just didn't like to end it. Again, let me know what you think. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the main event of Dynamite. All right, that's about wrapped everything up on this podcast for this episode. Stay tuned. Within a couple of days, I will have my tag team debut interview. Not a debut interview, a tag team. From RPW Wrestling, check out RocketProWrestling.com. Check out their next show, Spring Break, which is going down April 15th at St. Joe's Park in Joliet, Illinois. But also stay tuned for my WrestleMania predictions and preview for next week, along with the Go Home edition of Raw and SmackDown prior to WrestleMania and my review on AEW Dynamite for March 29th along with AEW All Access. So, so much stuff to cover. Such a action-packed week for WrestleMania week. Here we are, folks. WrestleMania is finally here. All right, until next time, my friends. Bye-bye. Hey, if you're a fan of Inside the Squared Circle podcast, Feel free to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode each and every week. 
And yes, the Inside the Squared Circle podcast has five social media platforms. That's right. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram. Follow us at Inside the Squared Circle Podcast. Inside the Squared Circle Podcast is part of GSJ Multimedia Production. Also part of the GSJ Multimedia Production Network. And if you're a fan of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal, check out a Lesson and Headbanging Podcast with GBs. Also part of the GSJ Multimedia Production Network.